Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We have a ton of questions. We've been speaking with emotion, to say the least. Uh, Nice enough to join us, uh, putting a stoppage to his draft coverage, if only for a few moments, covering the Philadelphia Eagles for NBC Sports Philly. His name is Dave Zangaro. Yo, Dave. Hey, John. How are you? Well, I wish I could be better. It's been a very emotional day for all trying to uh, understand some of the decisions that Howie Roseman has made over the course of these past three days. Uh, Dave, you know, we'll get into as many of these guys as we can, but we obviously have to start with the one pick in particular, which has everybody talking, uh, the selection of Jalen Hurts with that second-round pick. First and foremost, when it happened, did you have any inkling that they were going to take a quarterback? No, I was shocked. Um, Honestly, that was about as shocked as I've ever been by an Eagles draft choice. Um, I was sitting there, and I told this story on the Eagle Eye podcast, but I – it was my job to write that. Ruben and I will split up the stories, and 53 was on me. So um, <laughs> it was my turn to write, and I just I just sat there because I didn't really understand it. Um, I, honestly, I, I still kind of don't. Uh, <laughs> so I, I just sat there, and eventually, like, because I, I, I don't want to write something without understanding. Sure, of course. What what they're doing and what their reasoning is, and at that moment, I just had really no idea. Um, they tried to explain it last night, and, and I, I understood maybe a little bit better. Uh, but to me, it was just a, it was a bad pick. Um, I, I understand the quarterbacks are important. I understand that they wanted to have a backup, and, and I understand that they have a quarterback who has gotten hurt in the past. But to me, it's just a bad allocation of resources. They have a 27-year-old Pro Bowl-level quarterback who they just paid $100 million and to take out an insurance policy on him in the second round when you had an opportunity to give him either a weapon on offense or a player on defense that makes the team better, especially because this is a playoff team. This is a team that's been to the playoffs three years in a row. I I just didn't understand it. Um, I didn't think it was a wise move, and I don't buy the idea that they're really going to have him on the field much mm. so you know and i give credit to shil kapadia from the athletic i thought he asked the most poignant question last night was what's the best case scenario um and really I, there isn't one because right if if you end up using jalen hurts for real it's because your franchise quarterback got hurt mm-hmm. and to me that is just such a pessimistic and almost morbid way to build a team. 
And, and it um, makes you even, and it makes you as the franchise look even worse because you're having such doubts that he's going to get injured that you spent a second round pick and you just gave the guy $128 million. It's a horrible, horrible look. Yeah. Now, if they had done this before giving him the money or, um, you know, if they had done this after the back injury specifically, that would have made sense to me. Uh, but the only thing that's changed from the time they gave him the money until now, health-wise, is kind of a fluky concussion mm-hmm. on a dirty play. So that certainly shouldn't have changed their organizational outlook. Um, there are some people heralding the move, and maybe I'm just not seeing the genius in it. Maybe I'm, maybe I, I mean, I'm just from not what understanding it. Well, but. Dave, from what I've heard, just you know, from the percentage of fans who have called in thus far this evening, which I adamantly disagree with, is that they desperately needed a backup and they'd rather have someone with an upside of Jalen Hurts as their backup than somebody else. But my immediate response is it was a second-round pick. You know, that's where you're drafting a starter or someone who's going to play considerable downs for you and a team that's supposed to be in contention. Are they not – based on the – uh, trades they made this offseason and the money they handed out on, bo- at both sides, on both sides of the field, I mean, they want to contend and, and win a Super Bowl this upcoming season, do they not? Yeah, you would think so. I mean, they have a 27-year-old quarterback that they just paid $100 million. Like, he should – this is the time he theoretically should be entering his prime, and you want to capitalize on those years. Yeah. Uh, so to not give him a player in the second round, and I've heard all the spin, and some of it makes sense, some of it doesn't, but uh, <laughs> it was a strange move. And, and it's, this is nothing against Jalen Hurts. I kind of feel bad for him in all of this. Right, uh, right. But to be fair, I don't know if he's going to be a good backup from day one. Mm-hmm. He, I, I kind of still see him as a developmental quarterback. Right. So, you know – Say Carson Wentz does go down this year. I don't think there's any guarantee Jalen Hurts steps in and plays that well. Right, right. And you have a rookie, and considering you know with everything that's going on right now with restrictions, you're not going to have OTAs. You may not have a mini camp. You may not have you know a significant part of uh, training camp may be cut. So all these rookies are going to have such limited time to learn everything. No, it's mind-boggling to me, Dave. I got to ask you. When uh, you guys spoke to um, uh, Howie Roseman about this, about the selection and trying to get the understanding, one of the quotes that he made, I, I simply do not understand, uh, really two of them, and I'll read them straight from, uh, I think it was your colleague, it was Ruben Frank who quoted it, you may have as well. Um, but it, it says as following, we've shown how we feel about Carson with our actions, with the players we've surrounded him with and the contracts we gave him. Um, what players has he surrounded him with to show how they feel about him? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate a little bit here. They, they have given him an offensive line. They drafted a running back and a receiver in the second round last year. Um, and, and they have paid players. You know, they've paid players on defense. So I, to play devil's advocate, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... And they did just draft the first-round receiver. So they have tried to give him a little bit more. Um, and, and I think that at most stages they have shown that he's their guy, right? Like they mm-hmm. they they made the bold move to get him. They, they stuck with him even when Nick Foles won a Super Bowl 
the the thing I always bring up is that the Super Bowl team picture, they still plopped Carson Wentz right in the middle of the the team when everyone else was in alphabetical order. Right. Uh, so you know, at every turn, they have really um, shown faith in him, and, and they've shown that he's their guy. But in this particular case, I can't imagine Carson Wentz is very happy about this because right. they. With that 53rd pick, they, you know, the, the second round is not a developmental round. The second round is where you get guys who make immediate contributions and where you get starters. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles in their history have been really good in second rounds. So the idea that you just drafted a backup, a developmental quarterback, instead of a guy who could have helped you during his rookie contract, I. Yeah, I still don't really understand. Yeah, Dave Zangaro covers Eagles for NBC Sports Philly. Nice enough to join us this evening. Uh, Dave, I just have one more Howie question. Um, this this quote um, will stick with Howie, uh, and it could maybe it may end up being his undoing. Who knows? Uh, we're a, we, we're a quarterback factory. Um, what <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? Uh, I don't know. That's one of those quotes where he says it and you go, oh, did he say that? Uh, and that was in his opening statement. So <laughs> That was his prepared you, portion of the – Yeah, of the... you assume that he, he thought that was a good thing to say. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, they're such a quarterback factory. They drafted a guy last year who didn't make the team. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Yeah, right. that's an unfortunate quote. I don't know if it really changes anything. Um. It just further paints an image of Howie if another if a draft class or the most important players of a draft don't pan out. Yeah, um, and it is a funny line, quarterback factory. I understand in, in when when he speaks in in generalities like that, you understand, right? Like we value the quarterback position. We're going to put assets into the quarterback position, and if you say it like that. You go, okay, I understand that. Quarterback's the most important position in sports. They should put resources into it. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the particular move, I don't think it makes sense anymore. I, I, because there are so many different holes to fill, and you've already put most of your resources at that position into one guy. So I, I would try to maximize that guy's talent. Right. And the way you do that isn't with an insurance policy. The way you do that is by – putting good players around uh, you dave you mean like oh god forbid i'm gonna say it you mean like what jerry jones did hey jerry's drafting down there oh my god i, I know i know i'm i'm, I'm crediting jerry jo- I, i'm complimenting him which is making me want to dry heave it's unbelievable when you see the two uh, i want to squeeze this in with you dave while we can so uh, in order to uh draft jalen hurts they kept their second round pick uh, and they decided to keep it because they didn't want to give it up to trade to move up in the draft to potentially take C.D. Lamb. Um, I, I mean, whether it's in hindsight or in the moment, uh, it, would C.D. Lamb have been uh, C.D. Lamb alone have been a better option than Jalen Rager and Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I mean, if that was what it comes down to, I, I think so. And you know, I, I it was fair to question Howie that night because. C.D. Lamb, who a lot of people considered the best receiver in the draft, goes 17th. That's that's pretty far down. That's a lot deeper into the draft than most people expected. So, you know, even when the, the Falcons were on the clock and it was taking a long time and, and we've since learned that Howie was making phone calls, mm-hmm. um, when that was happening, you thought, hey, this is a good chance for the Eagles to jump up here, get 
a possible true number one receiver. And when they didn't do it, you thought, okay, at least they still got the receiver they liked at 21. And with the idea of what Howie said after the draft was, hey, they were asking too much, basically, reading between the lines. We didn't want to give up that 53rd pick. And based on the talent still on the board, you thought that makes sense because they're going to get a really good player who's going to help them at 53. Mm-hmm. And if they had done that, I don't think people look back at the C.D. Lamb thing, at least not right now, and say, hey, why didn't they do this? I think they say, hey, we got a receiver and we got, you know, player X, whoever it was. But, yeah, now I think everyone's looking at it going, I'd rather have C.D. Lamb, and I don't disagree. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Dave, I, I want to squeeze in one final question for you. So the moves that are, uh, I should say, the draft picks, the draft selections made in the final day of the draft by Howie Roseman um, and the one acquisition, they appear to be just looking at a, uh, a, a, a sheet of who ran the 40 the fastest and, and just trading for them and trying to build, I guess, maybe like, I don't know, maybe, maybe like Kansas City did. I mean, how are you reading into – you know, the picks that Howie made overall on offense and uh, the, how he is envisioning the offense. Yeah, and, you know, this is day three. So I actually really like what he did on day three. I like what he did today. It doesn't change day two where I think he, he made some questionable decisions. But overall, I think it's a sound strategy to, to improve the speed overall in the team because, you like, we all saw the Chiefs. We saw what they can do. Um and you're you're throwing darts anyway in day three. So I'm on board with the idea that in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, you throw some darts at guys with traits that could make them special. Now, what are the chances, you know, Quez Watkins becomes a star receiver when you get him at pick 200? Probably not great. But I'll, t- I'll take the attribute. I'll take the... I'll take the one amazing attribute, which is for him, speed, and for high tower, he has great speed too. Um, kind of throw it against the wall and see what sticks. For day three, I'm fine with that. And, and I also like Howie's approach of just accumulating mass picks in the day. Uh, they ended up back at 10 picks. I'm cool with that, especially because I don't really know what's going to happen with these undrafted rookies right now because of the virtual setting. I don't know if it's going to be more difficult if they're going to be kind of obstacles in your way to get some of those marquee undrafted players. So I was fine with them accumulating mass, kind of going after guys with what they have clearly identified as their number one attribute. And mm. we'll see what happens. But I, I didn't mind that. I also don't mind Marquise Goodwin because, I mean, there's no guarantee he makes the team. They, they dropped down 20 picks in a late round, if he's got anything left, they're happy with it. Right. Dave Zingaro covers the Philadelphia Eagles for NBC Sports Philly. Read him often. Read him every day, especially right now, uh, for links to all his stories. Of course, the latest Eagles news. Follow him on Twitter, if you don't already, at the letter D, Zangaro, NBCS. Dave, I appreciate it, man. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.